This is the Truth Warrior Podcast with your host, David Whitehead. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Truth Warrior. And I am very happy to be here. And I am welcoming back. It's been a long time. It was overdue. And I'm glad we finally nailed it. We've got Bernhard Gunther joining me. For those of you who don't know who this gentleman is, you can go and check him out. Follow him on Twitter at Veil of Reality. He's a writer at Piercing the Veil of Reality. He talks about soul embodiment, transcending the matrix, uh, political issues, spiritual issues, all kinds of stuff. He's got a great uh, Cosmic Matrix podcast, and you can go check out his website at veilofreality.com. He's got all kinds of content there. He has uh, bonus stuff for subscribers that subscribe to it. So uh, go and check him out. And Bernhard, we have quite the subject to discuss today, talking about all these black pillars all these people living in the depths of despair. It's all hopeless. It's all meaningless. Everything is fake. We can't trust anybody. There's nothing good happening. And uh, so we're going to be addressing that. You've been doing some great tweets and articles and uh, posts about this. So great to see you, brother. Welcome back, man. Excellent, brother. Thanks for having me. It's been a while, but good timing to go back into it. It is. You know? It's a crazy time. And yeah. it was a crazy time, I think, a year or two ago, last time we talked. And it's even crazier yes. now. And you have had your finger on the pulse of a lot of the stuff going on and the alternative research community, truth community, spiritual community, whatever you want to call it. Um, basically, all the people that are waking up to many of the lies that we have uh, sort of taken on board as a society, seeing the tyranny rising all over the world and trying to figure it out, going down the rabbit hole, looking into all the conspiracies, looking into all the things and I think along that path, maybe a lot of people forget that this isn't just about all the happenings and all the political stuff and all the things that they are doing. This is actually a personal development crash course. This is actually uh, something that's happening inside all of us. So maybe just give us your take on this issue. I really want to focus in on this idea that um, there's a lot of people that are feeling very down and out right now. And I actually understand it. Like, I want to say, yeah. I have nothing but empathy for these people. Um, you and I have been at this a long time. We got a little bit more experience. We got a bit of a thicker skin, I think. And, um, you know, I want to just bring as many points to people as possible to keep them in the fight, to keep them positive, to keep them hopeful in a rational sense. You know, not the hopium stuff, but the real grounded knowledge and who and what you are so that we don't get stuck in this mode of despair and nihilism and pessimism and we can keep people in a positive state of mind. So maybe just give me your comments on that. You've been doing some great posts on it. So take it away, man. Yeah, yeah thank you. Yeah, you're right. I mean, both of us, we have been kind of in the trenches and seeking truth and writing and talking about it for, for many, many years, even before the so-called pandemic started. I think for both of us, it wasn't even maybe a surprise in the way it kind of unfolded in the end of the day um, because something had to give. But um, I want to see it, actually see it from a positive note. There's a paradox I noticed over the past three years since the so-called pandemic started. What I've noticed, and maybe you have noticed as well, with the attempted enslavement of humanity, the medical tyranny, globalization, censorship, wokeism, all of it, what we're seeing in the world, it actually did trigger an awakening. I've seen it with many people. I've seen it with the people, Lauren, I work with our online course Embodied Soul Awakening. Many of them just started questioning what they're being told and taught over the past three years out of necessity. So that's the paradox with evil and all of that kind of, I remember Tom Montag, a mutual friend, I know you had him on, on, on your show as well. Yeah, he said yeah. something, you know, anytime evil is trying to 
get its claws over good and whatnot. They need to, they're exposing themselves at the same time. So they, <laughs> that's what's happening, you know? So the agenda is for all at display for most people who have the seed, so to speak, I would say, or some sort of awareness. So on a positive note, I saw, wow, people out of necessity had to question what's really going on. It forced them to focus on what truly matters. Well, hold on, what's going on? What, uh, you know, even... Um, triggered some sort of alternative health movement as well, you know, not trusting the medical, uh, the cult of the medics and all of that. So there's a lot of positive in that sense. It, you know, maybe the uh, conditioned ego personally doesn't like it and it's, it's a rude awakening for many, relationship breakups, family disruptions, all of that because of the jab. But it, you know, in the end of the day, it's a good thing. It, there is a great awakening happening, actually. You know, it's not uh, for collectively, but on a positive note. So that's, I think, we all, you know, cherish and it's amazing. People are, you know, finally listening to things we've talked about for years when nobody would take us really seriously back then, all right, or ignored us. So that's a positive note. However, what I saw and you, I think, saw as well over the past few years, some of this red pilling turned into black pilling. <laughs> so, so that's what I've noticed. And, you know, people always say, oh, what are you talking about all these pills? Well, obviously, it's a reference to the matrix just for context, just about seeking truth, questioning what we're told and taught and all of that. And black pill is just is getting like overly red pilled, I would say. You're so stuck in the rabbit hole. You're so stuck in paranoia and that you only see doom and gloom negativity and, and there's no way out, right? And right. then the paranoid mindset tags into it. Um, and it kind of manifest in very oversimplified um, black and white thinking. And also these terms controlled op, shill, psyop have been you know thrown around like candy over the past three years. I mean, obviously we both know there's real psyops, real controlled op, shills sure. and all of that, but it's way oversimplified. You know, everybody kind of like who doesn't agree with me or some is a bit off about one little topic is right away a shill or controlled op. And it was just, it's just on steroids. It's too much. And I remember... I think that was the last time you were on my podcast as well. That's when it really got to me when the trucker convoy in Canada, right? Yeah. What happened? Was it two years ago or something? People said, it's a psyop, it's a controlled op, you know, don't fall into the trap. That's ridiculous, you know? And it's been proven there was no psyop on control op. For what purpose? I don't even remember why they called it controlled op, but it's just the insanity. And what uh, these black pills people don't understand from, uh, my perspective is that they're actually feeding into the matrix. They're giving that what they want mm -hmm. us to think. You know what I mean? That everything is just crazy. You're in a trap and it tags into the ultimate victim blame trap. Because when you think everything is a trap, everything is a psyop, you cannot trust anyone, uh, you automatically diminish your own power. And what we need is exactly what you said. I'm not talking about the new age approach of just hope you just love and light and just let's just smile all the time. That's not yeah, like yeah. It's exactly what you mentioned. We need healthy optimism. Right. And, you know, this is the war and there are little battles to be won and acknowledging that as well. You know, with, for example, as I like said, I just said, there's so much more awareness risen about these topics we've talked about for years. And that's a very positive thing. Oh, man. Well broken down. I'm totally with you on this. And I've been feeling it a lot. I've been seeing it a lot. I see it in my chats. I see it everywhere. And, you know, hey, everybody's going to be where they're at. And we all go through these in different stages. And there, as you said, there are legitimate threats out there of psychological operations, negative ones. I think people forget that there's also positive ones to help yes. maybe um, reconstruct an identity in the West and in, in, the, in the countries that are being attacked, which is the whole world at this point. Um, and that there are actual fifth columnist agents 
uh, and, you know, infiltrators. But I feel like the mark of the infiltrator is the sowing of the seeds of despair, that the mm. sowing of the seed that there's nothing that can be done to combat tyranny. There's nothing that can be done to combat evil. And, and, you know, you and I are both students of looking down the rabbit hole of the dark side of this and looking into the dark aspects of the shadow of the psyche, how it manifests in each and every one of us and how it absolutely manifests in the power elite and the people that are trying to construct a very inhuman, highly controlled, um, centralized power system, right? So we kind of all, we're all on those same pages, but it's when you get into anything positive that happens, no matter what happens, like yeah. even this film, this is the big topic right now, this yeah. new film, Sound of Freedom. Bernhard, you and I were talking about the whole human trafficking thing and save the children uh, back in our initial interviews. And so we've been looking at this for a long time and it's been painful to know this and know the depth of it and the evil of it and just how it, how prevalent it is. And yet finally a film comes out on a platform, on a stage that is just a toe in the door. It's not the whole story, but it's just a toe in the door uh, to get the general public to understand and start to understand the gravity of the situation we're in with that subject. And immediately it, that yeah. film was just smashed with, oh, it's just th these people are funded by the WEF and this guy over here. And here's, you know, this guy's a Mason and all this kind of stuff. And it just starts to get like, labels and blame games but there's no the thing is is i'm always interested to hear those kind of critiques oh maybe there is something there but when i yeah. start to see it's hollow empty void of specific evidence that you would need right yeah. and it's just a bunch of mudslinging i'm like well yeah. where does that come from is that a psyop to try to get people to not watch the film or yeah. are we psyoping ourselves because and again here's my here's my little two points to the black pillars i'm with you on the fact that we have to be aware and constantly vigilant that we might be getting deceived on different levels. So yeah. you must always have a rational sense of, okay, these, we have to be aware of the kind of nature of the battle we're in. Uh, we have to be constantly cautious of what's happening. Don't just fall for it because it, it seems positive. So I see that, but there's a limit to that as well. That can become irrational. And that, and the one thing I think people miss on this is on the individual level, why are you interested in looking at it like that? What is it that you are viciously mm. defending? See, because here's the difference. Mm. You and I, Bernhard, we've been doing this a while. We could sit back and entertain different theories together. We could go, hey, maybe it's this. Maybe it's that. Let's play devil's advocate. Let's entertain a few different theories all at once. And we would be yeah. perfectly comfortable arguing for or against different ideas and then coming back and going, yeah, in the end, we don't really know. <laughs> you know, But <laughs> a lot of people, when they get very like, what's the word? they're super ultra attached to their particular view of a, of something, right? That leads mm -hmm. them in this black pill direction. And when you try to go, well, maybe you got a point there, but have you looked at this side of it? Have you thought of this angle of it? And when they get like violently up, like I'm not violent, but like aggressively opposed to even thinking about that. To me, that's starting to show the alarm bells that, oh, th this person isn't really an open-minded researcher. This person is psychologically hooked to the conclusion that they have already mm. come to mm -hmm. and they are unwilling to adapt that perspective in any way or even entertain something different. Yeah. And when I see that like fixated calcified grip on an opinion, I'm like, I'm out of here. Like, I don't even care if it was true or not. You've already lost me. You know what I mean? I don't know what you think about that. 
Yeah. No, no, great. I mean, Sound of Freedom is an excellent example. Recently came out. And the irony is like it's got opposition from two extreme sides, from the mainstream media, like literally like Rolling Stone magazine, all the fake news outlets, you know what I mean? Don't watch the film. It's a conspiracy theory, QAnon uh, nonsense and all of that. And then, you know, you have the black people like, don't watch the film, don't go there. It's uh, produced by Mason's connection to the WF. And it's all about uh, the attention is for the deep state to get this film out to prime uh, us to microchip children and eventually a whole population. That's kind of it in a nutshell from what I've seen. And yeah, it makes, where is the money going through the donations? They make so much money, yada, yada. And I looked into that as well. And, and First of all, what I've noticed, and that's a big difference uh, compared to maybe like you and I have done our research way before even maybe social media came across. I've been aware of child, tra child trafficking, uh, elite pedophilia since the 90s. And mm. what's happened nowadays, it's an aspect of social media. And that's fifth generation warfare, as you know, social engineering, mm. misinformation on, on multiple levels, right? It's psychological warfare also on social media. So what I see that a lot of people that spread this information, like don't watch the film because it's about micro shipping children and all of that, um, Freemasons, they literally just cut, copy, paste information from other social media posts. Even when I wrote my thing about, you know, Sound of Freedom, the bigger picture, why it's a good thing, people left in comments literally the same exact meme picture, you know, where the guy apparently said, oh, we maybe need to microchip children. And that's the evidence, right? It's just cut, copy, paste, like conspiracy NPCs. I'm sorry if this triggers somebody, but it's it's just cut, copy, paste. There's no research. It's like, oh, I heard this and this, and this must be true, like two paragraph sound bites, right? And uh, it's kind of like a meme that goes around, so to speak. So I cannot take that seriously. You know, it just becomes like a hive mind in itself, like an echo chamber, right? People just feed into it, and then it feeds into their own paranoid minds. Um, now, like you said, we, I've looked into all of this for many, many years since nineties, and it's a very disturbing topic, which most people back then you would try to talk about this post about it. I wrote about it for over a decade. Nobody would listen, ignore it. Understandably, mm -hmm. it's a very dark topic. And first of all, before anybody judges the film Sound of Freedom, it would be good to watch the film before of making an opinion. I know you've seen it. I yeah. watched it. You know, I don't remember any uh, microchipping. Just want to say, I didn't, there wasn't anything about that in the film, but yeah, go no, ahead. nothing in the film. But apparently, uh, Tim Bell had said something about the Estes solution in, in some video, and they quote him and whatnot. You know what I mean? So, um, well, he's since come out and, and addressed that. So there's oh, lots yes, of videos yes. of him. Yeah, I can post Excellent. it. But yeah, 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 sorry, continue. Yeah, exactly. So, but it's just it's a weak argument. You know what I mean? It's just like this narrow, you know, not seeing the bigger picture. Um. So people just, you know, kind of run with it, so to speak, have not watched the film. And I've watched the film. It touched me. I had tear, uh, tears coming up. And as you've seen, it's actually very, it's not even the tip of the iceberg. You know, yeah, obviously, exactly. you know, I'm sorry. Like you watch the film. It's like, and it's also not intended for people like us or people who are aware of it. It's intended for people who don't know what's really going on to shed awareness, to bring it onto a consensus level. That's what it was meant for. That's the way I looked at it. Right. Mm. People say, why wasn't Kathy O'Brien mentioning this? It goes way deeper. It's way darker. Like you have to understand in context of what's really going on in the collective. And that's when you have to consider the psyche, psychology or spirituality already, the metaphysical aspect of reality, archetypes, symbolism, and all of that, what the consciousness of the collective is ready for to accept. And now for me, this yeah. is a great success because I remember and I've written about this before. In 1999, I went to one of those famous David Icke talks. Back then, he gave these eight-hour talks. I remember oh, yeah. in Pasadena. I was just insane. Like, with like one break, you just get the Matrix download. 
But once something he said is stuck with me, and that he said it's all about the children. You know, if the child trafficking lead pedophilia, you talked about this all back then. You know, if the people, the masses become aware of what's really happening to the children, the matrix will break because everybody mm -hmm. cares for children. Anybody who has a conscience will care, will cares for the children. It's all about the children. He literally said that bef way before Q was around. And then, you know, he kind of yep. had a similar line on that. But he said that. And that stuck with me back then. And again, that's that's what I see happening now. There's on a bigger mass level. Uh, awareness to this very dark, disturbing topic. And I've seen also videos after I watched the film. It was beautiful. I just watched some shorts on TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, and so forth of people, regular people, normies, as you may call them, who've watched the film and sh right, shared their experience right after. And there were, you can see it in their eyes and the voice, how touched they were. Many of them didn't even know that was going on. See, that's what a lot of <laughs> conspiracy people have f forget who have been in the trenches or in, in the rabbit holes along. A lot of normies, you have to reach them at a certain level, right? To yeah, we're kind of in an echo chamber. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then, you know, and then it was very positive. Like, you know, what actually brought it, even parents spoke out, wow, you know, it really made me think what, uh, how I'm, I'm going to, you know, parent my children, what I'm going to expose them on social media. I'm, I'm going to be more watchful, more awareness. This kind of awareness on that level is already huge. It's not about now go out hunting on pedophiles and, and, and arresting all the bad guys. It's not going to happen anytime soon that everything is done and over with. But this awareness is literally making the darkness conscious. And that's, that's I think it's a, great, uh, it's a great effect of the film. Even from an archetypal perspective, you see the collective is now ready on some level to accept that. And I can entertain the idea from, you know, I've been there too from, you know, when you're down in the, the conspiracy hall and the minority, oh, if it's something in the in, in the mainstream or people become too aware of it, it's right a red flag. You know what I mean? You have to sigh up what's what's going on. And mm. like you, we need critical thinking. I agree. But I can hold the mirror on myself because I've been there too. I've been uh, get caught up easily in black and white thinking back in the days, right? I called David Icke controlled up at some point. I fed into that, you know, because oh, he's not right about this and he's overly focused on that. You know, called Alex, Alex Jones a shill, right? Because he doesn't talk about Zionism, so must, you know. But I just don't see these things black and white anymore, right? Even with Elon Musk. I wrote, an, I, I can own yeah. it. I wrote an article five, six years ago about him being the technocrat, you know, shill, uh, you know, savior to lead humanity into transhumanism, AI, death trap, so to speak, right? And he may still do it, but it's not black and white. He brought Twitter, he brought up, you know, uh, free speech and all of that. So the splitting this, it's just all bad, all good, all psyop, all truth, all lies. It's getting beyond this, uh, this black and white thinking. And what I've noticed within myself, the only way to do it, if you're an integrated human being yourself, and you have become self-aware how your own paranoia, how on your bias, your own shadow, your own trauma, uh, maybe, or childhood wounding, pollutes your research and view of the world because I can also own that back in the days when I was like life sucks I hate my life I get into all you know I need some reason why the world sucks and my life sucks right yeah and that's I think the, yeah. the foundation for the black pill you know what I mean oh fuck the matrix everything is fucked we are fucked you know when in in, in truth my life was fucked I wasn't taking self-responsibility I was not healthy I wasn't really thriving in any shape or form and then you easily especially nowadays i think it's easier with the access to social media and all kinds of sound bites to get lost in this black pilled rabbit hole so
Oh man. And this is why I love you. Cause you're, you're very honest and you're open about it and you've got different ways of thinking about it. And I actually think there's something healthy about entertaining at that time, based on the information you had a theory about what could be going on. We all know that they're trying to create a technocratic centralized control grid and they want to utilize their new fancy toys with AI and CRISPR and all this craziness they're talking about with the WEF and everybody else. And you know, when you see, I think it's like this, it's ultimately when you confront great evil that's external to you, meaning you're confronting a subject like the horrors of child sex trafficking or human slavery or any of these kinds of things, right? Um, your shadow is going to perk up immediately within yourself because each and every one of us has a, has the, um, potential for both good or evil, right? And, you know, reason and sanity. We're on a razor's edge, as many of the great psychologists would say. And it doesn't take much to push the average person over into the abyss, right? And so I always kept, there's a few statements I've always sort of kept on my wall, as I say, that kind of, they're like guiding lights for me, just as a reminder. And one of them comes from Anais Nin, where she said, we don't see things as they are. We see things as we are. Mm. simple statement, powerful for me. I always just go, yep, keep that as a, remember that mm. at all times that when we are observing things, we're observing this, we're observing ourselves through those things. And so yes. we don't really always get the opportunity to truly see reality as it is. We're seeing it through the veil of our, the condition of our psyche. And if our mm. psyche is trapped already, as you were hinting at, and I've been there too, so I totally resonate where your life is in shambles, you feel hopeless. You feel despair in that moment. You are afraid. You will then interpret everything that happens around you through that lens. And then your conclusion is we're totally fucked. And what's different between these types of people? And I'm not trying to accuse anybody. We're just trying to analyze this here, guys, right? Mm -hmm. What's the difference between them and what we see in this radical leftist movement telling us we're all totally screwed because the world's going to melt down in 12 years. So we better go hold up traffic in the UK until people run us over, like, yeah. and pick your subject, right? Oh, there's more viruses coming around the pike. There's more variants. We've already done the Greek alphabet. Let's move on to the, some other alphabet, new, yeah. new fear, new fear. And there's one thing uh, Jordan Peterson was talking about that was really insightful. He just said it, it was just like one sentence he was saying. He was talking about how these types, and he's done, I can't remember the name in psychology of the dark personality types. There's like seven dark personality types. You mean the, the triad? The dark triad? Something like that. Yeah, I think that's what yeah. he's talking about. Yeah. And he was talking about how you got to get to the root that builds that kind of psyche, right? Mm -hmm. And he was saying how people, again, it's that whole view the world through the lens of the self thing. But he was saying that with these types of people who are already in existential meltdown, they're already in a psychological mm -hmm. implosion. Mm -hmm. Everything is a crisis. Mm, everything yes. is a crisis. Yes. So any little thing that happens to them is a crisis. Oh my God, everything's too loud. Let's make all the movie theaters turn the movie volume down on everything. And let's do a campaign to end loud noises and then yeah. pick your thing. Okay. Um, and everything is a crisis. And so, it's like extremes. There's the people that think nothing is a crisis. There's nothing wrong. Everything's fine. We got mm -hmm. nothing to worry about from these geopolitical elites. Justin Trudeau is just trying to do the best job he can. <laughs> Emmanuel Macron is just misunderstood. You know, those people, that's one extreme that yeah. see there's no evil. And they're like, you're all just conspiracy theorists. And then the other side, it's like, 
everything is evil. There's only evil. There's only tyranny. We live, we get to the point, Gunther, where people are like, we live in hell right now. Yeah, this is I hell. Know. No, you no, hear this? Exactly. You know, yeah. My, for example, I mean, you know, I'm also more into the, the fringe hyperdimensional matrix, other forces, the alien topic and all of that. And over the years, yeah. I've seen this topic coming up. This is a prison planet, right? Re the oh, yeah. reincarnation cycle is a trap. Uh, you know, the, going, going to the tunnel of light is a trap. Everything is a trap. You're fucked. I mean, the fear already, like imagine dying with this fear in mind. Oh my God, this reincarnation cycle is a trap. Uh, tunnel of light is a trap. You die with this state of mind. You're going to hell because just of the state of mind already, mm -hmm. right? This is just a matrix program. And obviously there's, um, um, after that's a whole other story. I, I wrote an article about this as well, debunking this whole tunnel of light trap, reincarnation cycle trap. This is insane. I think oh, this please is send that. I'm interested program. in that. Please send that to me. I'd like to I'll read it. it. Yeah, exactly. Because I, you know, definitely there's, um, after death is a whole, you know, a huge topic and it, it all depends on your own psyche, your own soul evolution, what you experience after that. And if you has no, maybe all, a lot of esoteric occult traditions, um, their work is based on really to prepare for the moment of death so the soul knows where mm -hmm. to go, right? But it's all these are lessons, you know, to claim that reincarnation is a matrix program by aliens. This is, this is the ultimate, you know, it's so going back to your original point, uh, what the woke does and the extreme black pill conspiracy people is both based on the based on the victim blame trap. It's extremely disempowering. If you think everything mm -hmm. is a trap, you blame somebody else. So what are you going to do about it? You might as well just take yourself out. What's the point? You're going to just talk, you know, negative all the time. And like you said, it's not going the other extreme. But what is missing in individuals like this, what I've experienced, and I can, again, put the mirror on myself, is just being grounded. You know, know your psyche, know thyself, psychological work, sp a spiritual vision, your connection to essence, to your true self, and all of that. And I've, that's also the basis of a lot of my work. I see a lot of people in the truth movement not engaged in any inner work at all not really understanding mm. the basics of shadow work. And I mean, look, as an individual like yourself, you know, you seem pretty grounded. You're married, have children, you have your life together. You have your work, you do your show, you just open up your dojo again, your uh, martial arts school and all of that. You have life, something going for you. That's, you're taking responsibility as a healthy adult male, you know? Um, but there are many other people who are not, they have, don't have their life together, you know? And you look even at the esoteric traditions and all of that, Goethe said that and many others, you know, don't try to engage in the work. Don't, you know, uh, go into the occult unless you have a really strong foundation and a physical foundation mm -hmm. in your life. And I think that goes back to Jordan Peterson, his famous, you know, clean up your room before you go out and criticizing the world. There's a huge truth in that as well, right? To really yeah. be self-responsible, make a livelihood, take care of yourself. Don't be a victim because the matrix thrives on the victim blame trap. And with this black pill thing, you actually feed the matrix forces because from a metaphysical perspective, they intend to hijack your creativity for their purpose so they can create their desired reality through you, right? So yeah. if you're always focused on the negative, on the dooming, like, oh, what's going to happen, all these predictions, oh my God, you literally create that on some level in the ether. And I'm not talking about some oversimplified new age, you create your own reality about what you're focused on. But again, don't throw the baby with the bathwater. There are metaphysical consequences based on what we focus on, right? Especially with emotions charged behind it. So if you're in fear and paranoia and project doom and gloom scenarios, and going back 
to what we said earlier, I've been in this in this game for a long time. I've heard so many predictions over the years that Same. literally like 99% <laughs> failed. Predictions from both sides. Hope you might have heard like the cabal is going to be arrested already back in 2009, 10, 11, 12, you know. Uh, I remember all of that is going to, you know, be taken out. We were going supposed to be saved by the aliens. I meant David uh, Wilcock. I don't know. I remember this new age guy. He was supposed, he, in his own words, in 2008, said he's going to work with, with Obama to bring down the Illuminati and all this nonsense. Um, and then the extreme uh, fear-based thing as hell, 2012, the end of the world, nuclear blast, you know, all of that. Um the terrible scenarios, a complete economic meltdown, even over the past three years. Yeah, we had some issues, some hiccups here and there, but it was not nearly as bad as what I've seen going around in the truther community, right? Or in the in, in on social media. So that alone teaches me already I'm not going to buy uh, into either nor hope or fear. And I think it's mm. natural for us as human beings, we want to have hope, something to cling on. But that's also why politicians use that, right? Hope. Uh, you, what was the hope it could uh, be a weapon? Yeah, hope you can believe in. Like I think it was Obama's slogan, even or something like that. Because something the dangling carrot, something in the future, right? But then fear as well. So it's really you have to like all I can suggest for anybody who seeks truth or like is out there in the conspiracy world. You have to really have control of your emotions, your own mind, and really understand yourself where it's coming from, right? And be more objective. And like you said, rightly so. We have to also understand in our limited ego personality. All our perception is influenced by many other things, and we are subjective. We are not fully objective. As I like to say, none of us can see with the eyes of the divine or God. And even like I mentioned at the very beginning of, of the interview, it, the, the paradox, how even, you know, all is one, there's even God and evil, and how evil is being used to make us, to wake us up, so to speak. So it's, it's hard to reconcile these, these opposites for our, you know, intellectual mind. That's why we need to have more transcendental thinking, you know. And as you know, the matrix can never be uh, figured out intellectually alone. And also not always pointing out what's wrong. Shadow work is important, but don't dwell on the shadow. We need to tap into our own creative potential. That's the key point and create the new world and uh, retrieve what they hijack from us. Because like I said before, they um, want to diminish our creative potential. They want to just turn us into consumers, which are already happening. Most people are just on social media, mindlessly browsing or the latest conspiracy, retweeting this, reposting that, and just get locked in there. And have, with that comes the diminishing of the attention span. They cannot focus on anything anymore, hardly read a book, let alone be creative and use will to create, create a life as well, to bring something productive, creative, and beautiful into the world based on, on your unique talent and gift, which we all have. And I think, like you said, sometimes we forget what is truth seeking all about? Like truth warrior. Like what? Why do we do what we do? And I think right. a lot of people forget. For me, it's like, what's your intention? My intention is to wake up to who I truly am, you know, and become a better human being and provide and do something productive and helpful in the world. Why I develop myself at the same time, but just pointing out how everything is fucked and how we are fucked, or everything is a trap. You're just going down a very dark place. Yeah, so many good points. Um, I was thinking as you were talking about all these predictions that failed, I've got a list of them somewhere that I've been trying to keep track of because I could do, there's hundreds if not thousands of them. And yeah. like even in Canada, so far, we should have been invaded by China three times, according to the predictions <laughs> that we heard from a whistleblower within the government or yeah. the military guy or the wife of a military guy tweeted out or went on Facebook and said, this is what my husband told me in three months 
Chinese forces are going to hit the West coast of Canada and come in and we're there. That's why they're building the concentration camps and they're going to start putting people in concentration camps that's and all right. that. And trust me with the fact that Australia was starting to do it and China, we saw yeah. the footage and we saw where they were going, man, it was pretty easy to entertain that and, and even yeah. go, well, maybe that's a potential, but it never happened. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so you go, okay, so move on. Right. And yet you go and you go, wow, there's hundreds of these. And so, you know, you realize you're, you are dealing with, a certain level of paranoia and then never forget that there are agencies out there trying to psychologically operate on you to keep you yeah. in fear. And yeah. they don't care what kind of fear you feel. They don't care if you're afraid of COVID climate change, um, myocarditis, vaccine injury, uh, children being microchipped. They don't care. Like as long as you live in eternal fear and anxiety and are looking to externalize your power and give it to them, that's the game. That's always yeah. been the game. And they yeah. know how to boot the wolves in sheep's clothing and the whole deal. And then there's also the factor that I think more prevalent than even that is just everyday people that are intertwining their the condition of their own psyche into the research that they're looking at, usually very surface level, and then projecting that back out and then starting another meme and then it carries off. And this brought me to a point that was brought up actually in Plandemic 3, which is another PSYOP movie. If you didn't know, don't watch it. Oh, yes. It's a PSYOP, <laughs> even though it features the work of Geoward Griffin for crying out loud. And, um, <laughs> and so there, the, he, it was, they were doing Mateus Desmet. Uh, he was doing a little bit on that. Who's another PSYOP. Don't listen to him. He doesn't, he doesn't know anything he's talking about. But he was bringing up this thing about the mass formation thing, right? Yeah. And I like that he just put a name to it because Michael and I were doing this kind of analysis on Unslaved uh, since 2008 or 2016. We were talking about mass hysteria and we were looking at the work of Gustav Le Bon, uh, crowd consciousness, Edward Bernays, these kinds of things. Right. Yeah. And when Matthias Desmet came out and just put a name to it and gave his analysis of it and he was a statistician. Right. So he was looking at the stats of totalitarian regimes when they take over. There's usually a condition of mass formation that starts before that. And then here we go. Well, bringing that all into context, there's this brilliant little moment in Plandemic 3 where he's being interviewed and he says, one thing that continually happens during a period of mass formation in when totalitarianism is rising is that people, the people that are the maybe the 15, 20% that are resisting that mass formation, right? The small fringe minority, mm. there's a risk of them in light of being constantly attacked by all sides to form another form mass formation condition. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And when he said that, I was like, this is the missing piece that people just need to be aware of that. We, uh, if you understand how the psyche works, your yeah. own psyche, we can fluctuate between extremes, always motivated by the level of fear that we feel. Mm -hmm. So we're look what happened. All these people, I saw it in Canada and everywhere else. We were getting marginalized. We were getting attacked. We were getting, uh, you know, we're not allowed to go to restaurants and Trudeau was calling us names. And then the trucker thing happened and they all got curb stomped and arrested and they're still in jail, half of them. And then bank accounts started getting frozen. And so people were like, wow, I escaped the mass formation around COVID and only to get kicked around. And then what did they do? They went and started forming other mass formations of escapism. Yeah. Because yeah. that's a natural thing. I'm not condemning them for that. This is understandable. Yeah. We all do it. I've done it. We're all, but to be aware of it is going to be the, the steering course on the ship through this storm. Cause we're in the storm. I, I believe yeah. it right now. 
Um, yeah. And if we can't keep our compass oriented, true north, and stay focused during that storm and realize we can go, you jump out of one boiling pot right into another. Yeah. And this brings me to, an, well, say, respond to that if there's anything. And then I have another controversial yeah. subject to bring up to you. Bernie. Excellent. More, 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 the more, the better. Uh, <laughs> the mass formation, I absolutely agree. It ties into the work of Paul Levy. I'm sure you've heard about Wetiko, the Native yep. American, you know, um, you know, mind virus, so to speak. And that's, we talked, I had recently on my podcast and we talked about this as well. People see evil Wetiko and other people everywhere in the mainstream, you know, and all these other people have taken over, but they don't see it in themselves. We can easily be mm -hmm. fall into the trap of Wetiko infusing our mind or the mass psychosis into our own minds, Right. But we are blind to it, you know. And it remind you to share it reminds me of something Neil Kramer said. And I don't know if you have heard of him. He's like oh, yeah, a Christian, you know, you know, he's old school. He's you know, has his own game going on. I like his work a lot as well. Uh, but I remember what he said many years ago, even before the pandemic set, and then he also was kind of pointing out the mass psychosis formation in the conspiracy world, the black pill people already back then, right? Many years ago that while they're exposing the matrix going down the rabbit hole, they're getting caught in what he called the second matrix, the paranoia oh, of their yeah. own minds, right? And that's what's, what, we, what, what we see a lot of hap happening. And that paranoia, you know, as I more understand, you know, from a psychological perspective, you know, doing my own inner work, working with other people, educating myself, is just or even basic trauma work. Or people are not aware of trauma because a lot of people from what I've learned and again, working with hundreds of people as well in, in what Laura and I do. Uh, many people have a very self-diminishing, self-sabotage program that's unconsciously said, I'm not good enough, or I cannot trust myself, I don't trust life, I don't trust anyone because of childhood wounding, because of even caretakers, parents did something all of a sudden that, you know, that it's like fears frozen in your body and that tells you unconsciously, I cannot trust life, I cannot trust myself. And that translates, and if you come with this unconscious program into the conspiracy world, of course you see you cannot trust anyone. <laughs> you see paranoia, psyops, mm -hmm. controlled op shields everywhere, just on this basic childhood wounding. That's why the inner work is so core, uh, key, so we, that's not being informed by our unconscious trauma, right? And that's a big program many people have, and that's what the matrix forces, the call for, they, you know that. The secret societies, all these forces, uh, the elite, they know our psychology better than I know. We know. Ed Edward Bernays, they understand that MK Ultra program is based on that. You need to traumatize the people in order to control them because the more you traumatize them, the more you shatter their soul, soul uh, dislodging, you know, get into free state. They're disconnected from essence, their soul, their inner guidance. They seek more guidance, authority from outside. That's how you create authoritarian followers. That was the whole, what we called the matrix installment program of the past three years, right? You traumatize the people and then uh, that's, that's how you, they're easier controlled. So that's, that's just the basis of it, the, the way of social engineering, so to speak. And um, so from that understanding, we see the mass psychosis easily with people that went along with the jab and the, you know, COVID and all of that. We know that. But we really need to be aware how we easily can be taken over by this quote-unquote mind virus and then fall into complete like tunnel vision, black and white thinking. And thank you for pointing out Pandemic 3. I love the movie. It was, really, it was actually not about the pandemic. It was nothing about people said it's a psyop, you know, they, they don't question the virology and Michael Willis oh to go there and all of that, you know. Yeah. The movie was not about that. The movie was something way more important, way bigger way more way important bigger, yeah. to the topic than just the COVID narrative right now, which is the destruction of the West and the, uh, the 
cultural Marxism, wokeism, and all of that uh, communism, and it touches a deep, um, you know, has been vulnerable for me because I wrote an article. My dad escaped uh, Eastern Germany, you know, communist socialist Eastern Germany, really? uh, jumping from the ferry. He was caught. He spent prison in Romania, uh, Russia, and Eastern Germany in a year of solitary confinement before he was freed through a lawyer, you know, miracle incidences. Uh, but you know that in Eastern Germany, that's social democratic socialism. That's the same system Bernie Sanders, AOC promote, or like even in Canada, you know, this champagne socialist socialists of people who have never ever lived in a socialist country, true socialist country, and they think everything should be free, right? Even uh, just on the side of Eastern Germany, my dad, my fam, his family, they had all this free stuff, free education, free health insurance, even free housing and free free cars. Back then, it was always the same car for everyone, right? Shitty cars but paid at the price. The price was freedom, right? Mm. Uh, not being able to travel, not being able to consume certain goods and all of that. But anyway, going back to pandemic, and you see this, this, this tunnel vision, you know, people get themselves into. And I think you need to have more an expanded view, right? More detached, even, you know, we all have our niche where we're more focused on. And I value everybody's work expertise in, in the truth of community, but you have to zoom out a little bit, you know? Um, you know, even with virology, you know, we talked about it. Like I see there's definitely issues with the germ theory, you know, and there's questions if there's a virus or not. But some people get so hooked on it, you know, that's all they see. And, you know, well, if there's a virus, there can be no bioweapon and all this is nonsense. And this is also extreme black and white thinking because there's something else going on we are not maybe fully aware of, right? Yeah. So you got to always, um, you know, because I've also, I keep learning. And the, the, <laughs> the saying applies, the more I know, the less I know it. So it's more really like going, you know, how can I say, staying more detached also uh, from, from what we go, see going on and just observe and then we connect the dots as we go along. But most importantly, again, I mean, I've, I say it's adnesium, but the inner work is key uh, for a lot of people that they understand their own psychology, their shadow on trauma and, and making sure that that doesn't uh, uh, pollute their perception of the world. Wow. Brilliant. Uh, yeah. I, I, the pandemic three, when I watched it, I was like, cause I wasn't sure what direction he was going to take with it. I've yeah. spoken to Mickey a, a few times off air mm. on air. And, um, I interviewed David Martin and Judy Mikevitz a bunch of times. I featured uh, some clips from them in my cult of the medic series. And I got absolutely blasted for it because they're like, well, they talking about viruses and all this stuff. And I went, well, okay, put that aside for a minute. They're still on the side of exposing the fact that this is a fraud. And, uh, you know, there's different, theories on what spreads disease and what this particular disease is. I even entertained Dr. Artis's snake venom theory because there were some interesting things in there that whether it answers the whole thing, yeah. he brought up some things that led me down a few rabbit holes to get into just how much these types of venoms and toxins are used in pharmaceutical drugs. And the fact that we're dealing with an ancient serpent cult, it kind of made sense on that level. But it's you, you need to learn how to be flexible in the sense that because we don't know all of those different ins and outs, and none of us are experts on these subjects, yeah. um, you just have to sort of take it in and try to weave together the best information you can. And when I presented Cult of the Medics, I'm there presenting it as like time capsules. Each chapter is a time capsule from the time it's produced. I produce them during the time that they're being released so that these were the things happening. These were the demarcation points in our history of this uh, aligned, like, and I mix it in with the bigger story I'm trying to tell. 
And when people get so hyper-focused on one point or they don't like one person or they don't like this or they don't like that, and then they then go to the point of not just saying, well, I disagreed with that, but otherwise it was good. They're just like, you're a shill. You're a, you're a person working for the other side. And I'm sitting there going, yeah. wow, like it doesn't take much, eh? And you get no. to the point where you go, well, so basically if I don't agree with your entire worldview, I am a shill. What's different from that to the radical leftists that are going to say, yeah. you're a Nazi if you say mandate freedom or you don't yeah. want children to have their genitalia carved off and young oppressionable yeah. ages and, and sterilized. That's the same white go mind virus yeah. at work there, right? Yeah. yeah. Now, as I see that that's, Laura and I, my wife, we have we've spoken about this more and more. You know, obviously we point out the the pathologies of the woke left and all of what, what's happening there, transgenderism, queer theory, critical race theory, all of that. I think, I'm sure you've heard of James Lindsay. He's done an excellent job exposing yeah. all of that. But on the same side, I see extreme polarization. I see a lot of more nonsense or like issues, a lot of with the, with the conservative right. You know, this dogmatic fundamentalist Christian Christianity arising again. I was just going to go there. I was go, go with it. I was just insane, go like there. all of a sudden I'm a Satanist because I practice yoga. Yoga literally means union with the divine, right? It's an ancient Vedic, you know, beyond the practice itself. The ancient philosophy outdates Christianity by thousands of years. And then my wife, she's really a professional evolutionary astrology. That's, of course, satanic and all of that. It's just insanity, right? Or um, false idols because I've been called like, you know, I'm following a false idol because I'm into Carl Jung's work and all of that. Um, and like I was laughing with, when, by the way, when you mentioned the uh, or people got in your case with your uh, cult of the medics uh, footage. Yeah, I've done some videos last year as well, just some YouTube videos talking about different topics, more esotericism and all of that. And some people got in my case because at the beginning of the one video, I have like a stock footage of the earth, the planet, like the sun coming up behind it. And it's like, oh, you got of course, some, uh, flat earthers on the case. I'm a baller. Yeah, I'm a baller and chill because I promote of one. Oh, I don't God. even talk about planet earth or flat earth. It's just this image. It's not even the point. It's just it's, it's not the point at all. But just yeah. like, you know, like atmosphere, you know, right away. I'm just and not a random comment. Obviously, I'm a shill. And that's a lot of people. I'm, I know you talked about this as well. I'm, I'm sure you oh, got yeah. some flag for that kind of like uh, the flat earth cult, which in many ways it is a cult by definition, meaning it's just so if you don't believe in this one thing like we do, you cannot be trusted and you're a shill. Right. That's the whole yeah. foundation, so to speak. And you can see this with many other topics as well. Unfortunately, like you said, I see this, you know, I definitely, I've been aware of this uh, issues with virology a long time before COVID. John Rappaport's work, he has exposed many of that. And I always felt like that I don't catch a virus. I go through a detoxification pr process and all of that. But there are some people who are, like make this a dogma as well and they'll just run with it, right? And then just hyper-focus. And that's the issue. That's the issue I see a lot. Um, in the truth of movement, then if somebody is not even wrong, or I don't agree with this person about that, uh, uh, they have a different view, then I'm going to throw the baby with the bathwater. I don't care what anything mm -hmm. else that they're talking about. And that's a big issue. And it takes a lot of humility and also soul strength, I would say, or psychic and psychological integrity to be able to entertain it is, even if you may not agree on this person's wrong about that. You know, we've seen this, for example, in our course over the past three years, Especially on the liberal left side, uh, a lot of the 
psychological practices, somatic practices come from, even Gabor Mate's work and all of that, which I'm a big fan of. My, my Laura, my wife, she started with him. It's a great modality, compassion inquirer, but he got a bit, he went woke. He supported the, the, the jab as well. You know, mm-hmm. right away, people, I cannot believe you're promoting uh, Gabor Mate's work. He, he's saying this and that and about the COVID and, 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 you know, all of that. And yeah, but his modalities still work. Can you separate the, the message from the messenger in this instance? And that's right. going to be very hard. And I kind of understand it. I can ent- entertain the idea, especially a lot of spiritual teachers. You know, it's a very paradox, a lot of hypocrisy when they supported the jab. So I can entertain this, understand that. It's hard for me also like to listen to somebody who supports this agenda. But can you, uh, you know, are you still able not to split? And that's the, that's the issue from a psychological perspective. It's called splitting, right? Uh, because it, it kind of like, reactivates a trauma and re- you regress into a childish state like a little you have children you know as, as a little child you see things all good or all bad you know you're the best dad ever or sometimes i hate you or something that comes up i don't know you know what i mean it's exactly like, it's like black and white right and that that's what we see happening because of trauma it brings up the wounded inner child and like and it's extreme black and white thinking people get caught into and and you see this polarization, you know, on the on the on the conservative right, they think they're the virtue. They are just as virtuous as the left. They think, okay, virtue, uh, traditional family values, the trad wife, and all of that. I'm a Christian. I'm all noble. You know, this is Satan, evil out there. I'm all good, a light, right? That's already pro- you're projecting your shadow externally, right? Yeah. The left is projecting shadow on the right, and the right on the left. And, you know, if you're truly open, there's actually some value in the left as well. And I'm not promoting wokeism and all of that, right? Yeah. Um, the classical, but, the classical liberty, liberalism. liberalism. Exactly. Yeah. In, in all of that. And I see, especially in certain modalities that come from the left, so to speak. And you see that the right, you know, I saw a post like they denounce all psychology and nobody's traumatized. Just get your, toughen up, get your shit together and go to work, you know? And yes, sometimes that approach is valid, but it doesn't work for everyone either. Mm-hmm. So we see it all across the board, the, the splitting, the polarization, the black and white thing in the truth of community and in the, you know, especially on, on Twitter, on the, the political left and the political right. Well, and that's where you come in with, well, what are the ideas? Where are the thinkers that are unifiers? Like, this is why I sit there and I go, okay, when I'm trying to, it becomes impossible to do a podcast. If you were to, if you were to try to please all these different voices, you wouldn't be able to produce any content because you would piss every, you'd piss somebody off. It's impossible. So you just got to get to the point where you go, fuck it. I'm just going to be myself. I'm just going to be honest about it. Right. And, you know, try to be diplomatic. And my thing is I've got my views and I've got my biases and I got my strengths and weaknesses, but everybody else does too. And we're all here observing life, experiencing it, observing this uh, time that we live in and all the things going on. And I'm looking for ways to unify people, not in a collectivistic uh, sense where it's a hive mind, but actually to keep the diversity of thought and the diversity of the uniqueness of every individual intact whilst working together towards creating a better world for our kids. And yeah. I, that comes from having kids. Like, I think a lot of people, uh, especially parents out there, tend to have to find a much more balanced perspective of life because of the yeah. fact that children are going to pound the shit out of you psychologically yeah. until yeah. you can learn to find a balance in yourself to be a, a proper parent. If not, then you got to get into the whole toxic parenting thing, which is another yeah. epidemic. But yeah. 
here's the thing. Subjects like, you know, when I'm doing cult of the medics and people are chipping at me for something they don't like, or I didn't look at the theory that they love so much or whatever, I go, well, it's not about that. We're, yeah. I'm trying to get to the top of the power pyramid here. I'm trying to get to the roots of tyranny and evil. And I'm trying to go into history and I'm trying to bring many thinkers that you might not agree with every thinker on everything. There's nobody that I wholly agree with on everything. And I protect that because that means I am still in my individual creative power where I am not yeah. just, you know, even I work with Michael Desarian. I talk about him all the time. You know, I love the guy. Yeah. He's a brilliant researcher, but there's a lot of things that we don't agree on. And that's totally mm -hmm. cool. And he's cool with it. And I'm cool with it. That's actually why we work well together. Right. Mm -hmm. And it'd be the same with uh, everything. And that's okay. But people don't want that to be okay because they're living in fear and they're trying to find a tribe. And the yeah. tribe is, there's a bunch of tribes that have already been pre-created for us to jump into. And, you know, as much as you want to be with like-minded people and you do, if we went to say, even when I went to the trucker convoy, I'd yeah. walk around and Hey, everybody's unified against Trudeau for mandating these, these jabs. Perfect. But if you start walking around and talking to all these people, we're unified on that, but we are vastly not unified on a lot of other issues. Yeah. Um, so it, it's kind of like, how do we find, even as content creators, this is a question I constantly ask myself. I'm sure you do too. How do we find the unifying subjects? How do we find the speech that can unify these people, these subjects? How do we find a way to go? All right, let's be the diplomat. Let's put all those differences aside. I don't care what shape the earth you think it is. I don't care what you think <laughs> viruses or not. I don't care about whatever the hell. All yeah. right. Save the children. There's a unifying subject. That's what I thought too, what David Icke said, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah. So focus on that. Or, uh, okay, I'll tell you right now that if I was to talk to, uh, say, a quote-unquote normie, someone that's never looked at any of these things, okay, I would say, they, would, they would immediately ask me, okay, David, I know you talk about all these conspiracies. What's the, what's the main conspiracy? What are you really trying to expose here? And I feel like, okay, eye on the ball, the number one right now that we're seeing is the centralization of power in the world consolidated into the hands of a tiny few people that I think are very sick psychologically, spiritually, and emotionally, and that crave unnatural, unearned power. And they are seeking dominant control over land, resources, and wealth. And they're also seeking control over the human mind because they know the creative potential and the power that the human mind possesses when it's yeah. free. So they yeah. are creating a condition of slavery to siphon that and create more power for themselves and they have to take power away from you in order to do it. So it's basically me describing what all of history has been. A battle over all of this has been going on for a long time, and we're just seeing it in a new form. And then we can start getting into individual, quote-unquote, conspiracies or rabbit holes or facets of this that can, you know, we can start debating as to what's credible. Is Pizzagate credible? Is it not? Is yeah. Q, did Q have any, all these different things, but you, you have to look at it objectively, take the 40,000 foot view and zoom out a little bit sometimes and go, for example, with that sound of freedom film, I tell people this, I can tell when I see these black pillars come out that they attack the thing and they make it this big grand conspiracy in their mind. I go, Oh, so you, you're not a solution oriented person. That's why you're black pill, because here's what a real alpha would do. Here's what a real solution oriented person would do. Even if sound of freedom is a psyop to get children microchipped or whatever the hell they think it is, yeah. or some distraction from something else. Um, why aren't you thinking about ways to use that 
for good. Meaning I could take my mother-in-law to see that film and she wouldn't yeah. be psychologically traumatized versus if I just sit her down in front of a Ted Gunderson talk from 1986, she probably won't sleep for a week, right? It might be too extreme. That's like black belt <laughs> level shit, man. So I'm going to start her with tipping her toe in the door with a very, you know, simple story that will get your mind in the game. Next, it's this, then it's this. And I think I think like this because I teach kids, I teach martial arts, yeah. I'm a coach. So the coaching yeah. part of me comes out and goes, I've been training martial arts my whole life. I see big pictures of it. It's like a big Rubik's cube in my head, but the average person coming in out of shape, no personal empowerment, doubts yeah. themselves, uh, no self-esteem, no flexibility, never done this before. I can't start going to black belt lessons right away. Yeah. You got to start yeah. with a white belt, man. How do you stand? How do you sit? Yeah. How do you fall? How do you walk? And so when we're trying to communicate information to people, if the conversation at the dinner table starts with, hey, I wonder what's with all these perverts grabbing kids and why they're trying to wokeify the kids and what's with all this. And then suddenly you're dumping transhumanist agenda and aliens and flat earth and all this stuff on them at one time. <laughs> they're just like, hey, this is fucking whack. Where you could have had a conversation just on that one thing they brought up. Yeah. And you could have held their hand and say, oh, did you know there's an entire body of research available to learn more? Did you know that there's been people fighting behind the scenes, um, both within the institutions and without, to try to stop this evil and expose it? Are you, like, are you even aware it exists? And you take people step by step from where they're at. And I think that's been my mantra. I'm not always perfect at it, but I think that's a good way to go forward, especially because more people are waking up now more than ever. Wouldn't you agree with that? Yes, exactly. What I said at the beginning, there's more opportunity right now, but it also doesn't go according to how we like it to go. You know, there's the what I call the evolution of consciousness, divine will, God's will. I'm not talking about some Christian God out there, but the higher force that is kind of in charge here way beyond a little ego mind. Right? And all, all, all these are lessons. You know, what I learned, even Lauren, I work of hundreds of people going through our embodied soul awakening program, doing psycho-spiritual work. Lauren does a lot of evolutionary astrology charts. You see how unique every individual is. We forget that. You know, I think a lot of people, uh, and myself included, sometimes when we are on stuff, we we project onto others that they need to do what we need, do, we need to actually do for ourselves, right? Mm, in the sense, we always think as long, you know, that the advice we give to others, we need to apply and may not work for others. What I've learned working with so many people is one big lesson, what works for one may not work for another, right? That's best examples people always ask me what's what books can you recommend me to read and all of this man i've read, read hundreds of books i don't know you who you are where you're at what you're interested in right these are books that came i was interested fell drawn to fell into my lap synchronistically that really guided me through my life at the perfect timing where it was needed you know so um you know even with presenting information is i think this is also the law the universal law of free will you cannot uh, give unless it's asked for, right? You don't push information mm -hmm. on others. That's actually indoctrination, what the matrix is trying to do. Believe this or else, right? Learn this. And you know from yourself, you out of your own inner call, something drove you to. And what we can do, like you just suggested, is what I call spread seeding, uh, seeds of awareness. Hey, check this out. Are you interested? And see how they respond. And then they give more. And then, you know, they need to come from their own will and effort as well, right? You cannot spoon feed this information. That's that's not possible. But I want to address something else. You said, you know, what's the unifying thing we as content creators can focus on? Well, first of all, I want to point out that almost the, I would say 99% of the black-pilled uh, 
community out there attacks the the you know the negativity and and even the the shit talking I experience as well you know I get on 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 social media is from an anonymous trolls they never put any work out on their own they just mm. feed off of talking you know what I mean so where's your put where's your article your website where's your film right you put a lot of work you know I'm really people should really really inspired by you you like. Uh, you know, raising kids, having a family, having a, a martial arts school, you're producing, I'm sometimes <laughs> see your pictures like, oh my God, he's doing another documentary. Where does he find the time? That's amazing. That's very inspiring. You know what I mean? Where other people just spend, waste their time and life on social media scrolling and just leaving shitty comments and, and talking crap, right? Like it's, it's a waste. It's a waste. Yeah. Um, so, and I, nowadays going back, we deal, Jordan Peterson talked about this and I see this a lot as well with these dark triad types in social media. There are a lot of pathological people out there, right? They're Absolutely. overtaken by occult forces or even agents unconsciously, you know, uh, sowing this, this, you know, just friction and, and divide and conquer. You know, the dark triad is like a combination of the Machiavellian personality disorder, narcissism and psychopathy, like a, a little bit of everything. And you see them, you can see through them, they just really get off on just, you know, attacking other people and just spreading just negativity and, and interruption on purpose. So we need to be also very mindful that understanding with 8 billion people on Spain, not everybody is the same, right? And, you know, and I have to say, unfortunately, in, within the truth community, so there are also some lot of mentally unstable people as well because of trauma, oh, yeah. understandably. Yeah. With, I'm, and I Understand. say this with compassion, you know, it's not, you know, yeah. Um, or this black and white thinking. I remember my friend Benny Willis, uh, he said, you know, he made a good video that about truth seeking. People think truth seeking is just rejecting everything the, the, the mainstream says and that's it. You know, no, it's not. Sometimes the mainstream media is right as well. And certain, you know, when you just, again, not yeah. following the black and white thinking, NASA doesn't lie 100% either. That's not a Yeah, thing, that's another big one. Yeah. Everything NASA says is a lie. It's just this extreme splitting. It's just, it's childish. It's extremely childish. But one thing I also would like to address, something you said is very important, and I wrote about this before, the idea about like-mindedness, right? There's an, mm. there's an inherent drive within us. We are uh, social creatures, tribal creatures. We want to have our tribe, our family, connect to people we are on the same page with, understandably, right? But I've seen this notion, especially of the past three of, of, wanting, of people wanting around, around like-minded people, also as a trauma response, because they don't trust yourself. They need others to, in, in order to feel safe and secure within uh, themselves, they need to be around others who have e the exact same beliefs, right? Then I feel accepted. And then they actually lose their individuality, right? And that's how like-mindedness turns into cults, not official cults, but like cultish, uh, you know, get together where actually, and I've written about this, like-mindedness can also mean you indulge in the same shadow projections, you know, you're all mm. infected by this mass psychosis hive mind uh, based on trauma bonding, right? Or paranoia and, and, and justifying each other's patholo pathologies and all of that. That can happen in groups within the truth of community as well under the pretext of, quote, like-mindedness. Now, you know, similar to you, like Laura and my, uh, like you and my, uh, Michael Tessarian, who, by the way, also has been called the shill and controlled op, as I'm sure you know. So. Oh, he's seen <laughs> it all. Yeah. Uh, but Laura and I, we are a great team, but we don't agree on everything. She has her own, mm -hmm. you know, we got into debates, sometimes heated, sometimes not that much. It's, it's part of it. That's, that friction actually creates a lot of creativity, 
It's awesome. It's the same with my wife too. And she's a very strong (laughs) fire sign too. So it gets pretty epic sometimes, but I love it. I love her for it. I love her for it. Exactly. And that's, that's normal. You know, as long as yes, you still have the same as a foundation, same values, right? You look in the same direction, same intention in life. Doesn't mean that you have to have to believe in exact the same things and be on the same page about everything. That's very narcissistic actually to, to uh, expect your partner or your friends to believe everything you believe. That's like, okay, then you get in a relationship with the clone of yourself. That's as narcissistic as it gets, right? So we need to be very important. We need to, yeah, with this, that's why I don't even like this term truth movement. I don't know. Or truth. I'm with you on that. I hate calling it that. I've never called this myself when I started. I was just, I want to understand what's going on in my life. Why? Because I suffer. I need to understand myself and the world. That was the, the foundation of, of the starting of my journey of taking the red pill. That's it. Same. And um, I've never been part of a movement or anything officially, right? And all of that. But, you know, yeah, we need to connect, build community, but with same values. But also, you know, like I said, I'm more interested in people who are sincere also in the inner work rather than this externalization of information constantly, right? Which is important as well. But can we be around together? Can you check yourself, you know, when you get triggered, can you um, take responsibility for it? Or like you said, uh, you have your bias. I know I have my bias. It's not about having no bias. It's impossible unless you're enlightened. Then you have kind of this objective non-self, you know, level of being. But I have some bias, some is conscious, some unconscious, and I'm aware of it, you know, and that, that this is part of my work as well. Um, but also, like you said, you know, seeing the positive side, even with like, I love what you said about sound of freedom, even if it's a psyop or negative psyop, it helped people to wake up and people have, well, we can go, don't want to <laughs> go into but the, the topic of Q, right? We talked about this many times, right? There's also yeah. extreme division, right? It's a psyop, you know, just people to make people docile and just wait for the trust, the plan. And, and that has been completely distorted over the years as well. There's a lot of stuff floating mm-hmm. around as Q. It has nothing to do with Q. But I saw it as a positive psyop, right? I know yeah. out of personal experience and worked with hundreds of people that that material has triggered an awakening in a lot of people. You know, regardless if it what what the real intention was behind it, it certain it helped on some level, right? And there are many issues, whatnot. But again, it's having more nuanced view, not this black and white splitting view, and see, you know, what can I use for my own evolution and bring out truth? That's the question I think to be asked, right? And as content creators, you know, I think it comes down like also you have everything, everybody has something you need to contribute, what they're good at. Right. And the more you know yourself truly and do your work as you have done, then you know what you're good at and what you focus on. Right. As simple. And then you know it's a work of progress. It never ends. Right. And right. you keep keep learning. And I think a certain humility is, is needed as well. Like I can put the mirror on myself. I can, like you said, entertain. I can understand why people can get black pilled. Right. I mean, I almost got a couple of years ago, I got in the frenzy. There was this videos going around shared by some of my friends that the supply chain is just going to be extremely disrupted. There will be no food on the shelves whatsoever. It's like, it was very serious. We were all concerned about it. It you was know, a legitimate was, concern. Was, yeah. And, and now, Lorna, we definitely got into prepper mind all of a sudden, like, because, and I could feel the fear frequency. I mean, we need to stock up. This is insane, you know? So we did that, you know, to a degree, not full, full on prepper mind. I think there's something to be said about, you know, prepping a little bit here and there, have some supplies at hand, sure. uh, con- you know, uh, with a healthy consciousness and not getting overly paranoid. But then again, none of that, what people predicted, what was happened, was supposed to happen a year ago, happened. There was never any lackage of food on the stores and all of that, right? As a, at least around here. 
So, you know, okay, lesson learned, you know? So again, it shows me that here's the thing, going back to what we talked before, most of the things I've been extremely afraid of what would happen did not happen. Now, all of the things I was afraid of would happen, didn't happen, you know? And that's, you have to stand your mind. We cannot predict, you know, all these predictions going back to that, even with our work, many others, no one predicted like exactly what would happen as, as it happened, right? Some things just happen, you know? And then people say predictive programming, they get kind of caught up in all of that as well. I tell you, I know in my own inner work, there are forces out there, go both malevolent and divine positive forces, and there are yes. bigger cycles that are way beyond our control. There's something in the works that is way beyond. And when you go deeper, take more on a spiritual view, if you bring in past lives, karma, which of course the Christian fundamentalists don't believe in, and or, or the French people say it's a trap. <laughs> no, I see it in light of the evolution of consciousness. There are patterns set up eons ago, you know, that play themselves out now. Uh, you know, which we need to align more with. And within that, we have free will, but we have no free will if we act mechanically based on our triggers, projections, and all of that, right? I think, so that's that's the challenge I see within myself, you know, doing something, being productive, helping the world, but also aligning myself to something higher, which is beyond my control, right? We have to step back from my ego and like, I, I'm, you know, like it ties into saying, know what you can, you know, change and have the wisdom to know what you cannot change, so to speak. And I think a lot of fear grips in when we want to, we easily can fall into the savior mindset, right? We want to save the world or find, look for a savior. You see this with RFK, you know, who is yeah. refreshing, you know, what he brings to the table. But of course, he's controlled up now, right? Because of this and that. And he doesn't really align with, he, he was supporting the woke a little bit here and there. The Democrats you know? don't even like him. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, beautiful. He's shining a light on the Democrats. So we kind of yeah. need him to do this. Yeah. And- just by him running for president, he's not going to win the presidency. Come on. Yeah, I know. But just yeah, by exactly. him running for president, what is he doing? He's getting mainstream interviews and town halls talking about big pharma, which is, yeah. yay, thank you, PSYOP. Yeah. Amazing. That's actually a t-shirt I want to make Bernhard called, thank you, PSYOP. Because uh, it's something I end <laughs> off all my rants on this. Whenever I pick a PSYOP that everybody thinks is going to destroy everything, I go, well, um, you know, did it trigger people to start researching uh, yes. more information about this? Did it start awakening people to bigger picture? Did it uh, do any, well, then thank you, PSYOP. Did this film Sound of Freedom get people to start thinking about the crimes against children that nobody wants to talk about? Around the exact same time we're learning about Hunter Biden, Anthony Weiner, Ghislaine Maxwell, and all this stuff. Well, yeah. thank you, PSYOP. Like, if, they are, if these are all dark PSYOPs to deceive people, um, they're doing a horrible job, in my opinion. And yeah. another thing that um, I was thinking about as you were talking was this brilliant statement from Bruce Lee. I think it was in one of his films. And I keep this one. It's another one on the desk all the time. Is it's a switch in mentality. I think the black pill, people suffering from black pillia, uh, is that they are victims of this thing that's happening to them in their mind. Or they just feel yeah. hopeless. And they're like, yeah, I'm just going to watch yeah. it all burn and take notes and yeah. play the violin on the Titanic. Yeah. But... The mindset shift is this. Bruce Lee is talking in a scene about uh, all these guys that he's in this room with that are going to kick his ass for something, right? And his little buddy assistant is kind of like, aren't you afraid that you're locked in this room with these guys? Like, what are we going to do? And he goes, I'm not locked in here with them. They're locked in here with me. Yes. Different mindset. Different yeah. mindset. The mindset of y'all ain't shit. 
All right. Like I'm not afraid of it. I'm not afraid of these forces that are trying to tear me apart. It's the mindset, whether you win or lose, doesn't matter. It's the mindset of the warrior that I was trying to bring into this movement for a long time, the martial art philosophy to try to empower people because it got so mushy in this truth, whatever. Uh, It got so mushy because everybody got all new agey or they went really too lefty or they went very black pilled. And I went, Oh, so what's missing is the ingredient of consciousness that empowers you. The warrior archetype that says, throw all the arrows at me that you can. We will learn to fight in the shade, right? Like the Spartans. Yeah. You're going to shoot the arrows. are going to Like, yeah. Like the, what's that? 300 novel, you know? Yeah. The 300 (laughs) book. We'll we'll learn to fight in the shade. And then they all have that laugh. That's like, every guy knows what that laugh is all about. It's like, bring it on motherfuckers. Woohoo. Like that's the mindset. And I don't see that happening. I see people melting down i see people acting in more fear paradigms and i'm just trying to keep calling them back and myself too when i'm talking about this i'm not trying to judge anybody or say i'm better i'm still trying to aspire to this myself okay yeah and this is but this is the this is the roadmap we've been given by the greats that have come before that have already fought and faced evil and tyranny many times and so take from them and try to implement it now and then have a strong inner constitution a real connection to the true kingdom of heaven within and listen to that still small voice that men have called god and dressed it up in all kinds of costumes for centuries whatever you want to call it doesn't matter listen to it that's what really matters we're arguing over the costumes we're arguing over the world of effects we're not talking about the world of cause and source and the reality of it and then in that like you said in the beginning brilliantly It's what is disempowering you. So it's not the things you're looking at. We want everybody to research and try to find uh, flaws and lies and deceptions. Like keep doing that. But it's the type of consciousness you're bringing to it. What you're bringing to it. Like you were saying with the prepping. We Mm. should all prep. Uh, My whole martial arts thing is about prepping for self-defense or having backup (laughs) supplies. You have to, right? A storm could come and knock the power grid out and you're not ready. But... What kind of consciousness are you bringing to your prepping? Is it, yeah. oh my God, I got to hoard everything, I got to hide, I got to build bunkers that are like 18 levels deep with like, and you just yeah. go, or are you in the flow? Are you realistic about it? Are you rational about it? Are you able to stay rational? The rational mind can only kick on when you are calm, when you are not yeah. in fear. Otherwise, yeah. you are in an irrational, as you said, the wounded child state, the reactionary state, I see it every day in my dojo. I'm yeah. using the martial arts modality to try to rinse that out of people and try to show mm-hmm. them their power and get them mm-hmm. to calm down and not be so grippy and clawy and desperate and frantic and panicky. Yeah. Uh, and you'd be surprised, man. The calmest, coolest looking cucumber walks in the dojo. And the minute you put them in a strong mounted position where they're about to go to sleep, you watch the panic set in yeah. and you're trying to teach them inch by inch calm, breathe, focus, find your center. There's a way out. There's positivity here. You're in the worst position you could be in, but there is a way to escape. And you get that mindset going. I just think people aren't trained with this. And so when all these events are happening, the world is happening to people. People are not happening to the world. And when we switch that dynamic, I think that's when these bastards are done. That's when these satanic, whatever they are, are done because they rely on the fact that we are going to stay in this child state of two-dimensional thinking. We're going to tear each other to bits before they even have to think about depopulation, right? We'll do it to ourselves and they know it. 
Uh, I'm just waiting for the zombie apocalypse where people are actually getting down with that. Um, And so how do we save ourselves from it? What do you think? What are some of the key things you've been talking about? You've said so many, but are there any other things that you're trying to bring in to your work to help empower people to avoid taking these black pills and helping them flush them right down the toilet? I mean, as cliche as it sounds, but sometimes get off, get off the internet, get off social media, right? (laughs) (laughs) Spend time in nature. I mean, I live here in Sedona. I, I, without my hikes or jumping into the Creek, what, you know, this is just, you know, playing with my dog, you know, uh, Mm. and all, you know, uh, little things like that, you know, this is necessity. My meditation practice, my embodiment practice, my Qigong, you know, what's your martial arts, you know, my workout, that's part of getting into my body. Right, because we we are head centric. We live in this head centric. We're completely uh, when we're caught in fear, like you said, the rational mind uh, logs off. That's actually scientific fact, because then the the frontal cortex goes offline when you're in trauma and you're stuck in freeze or fight and f- in flight. You know, what I mean, you you cannot right. think rationally anymore. Uh, and for some other people, that might be deeper work. Right, that's why I encourage for people. There's, you know, with all this. Craziness, everything's getting worse and whatnot. I have to say, you know, especially in the work Lauren I do with psychosomatic, psychological, somatic work and all of that, and especially combining psychological work with, with spiritual work, some amazing new work and, and, and modalities have come up over the past few years, way beyond just Freudian talk therapy. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of gr- good happening as well in the alternative yeah. psychological field, alternative health uh, field and all of that. So look into that um, and we'll take care of your health, you know, um, and on, on all levels, that's for me, the fourfold approach, you know, physically, psychologically, intellectually, and, uh, and, and spiritually and combining both the inner and outer work, as I call it, right. The inner work with like being grounded, you know, clearing out your home, <laughs> clearing your, uh, bedroom, so to speak, you know, taking care of your physical body and health and all of that psychological health and the outer work. Yeah. Uh, question what's going on. Right. But don't, you know, also, you know, you know I think how can I say it? They're also after our attention. It's an attention span econ- um, economy, attention economy, right? They want our attention yep. to focus on certain things, right? That's why you have the distractions and all of that in the mainstream. Oh, look at this, so, so, but don't look over there kind of thing. So to be able, what, what is a superpower nowadays is to own your own attention and focus on what you really want to focus also in your everyday life. You know, what is your passion? What do you want to create, you know? Your livelihood and all of that in, in your own personal life, family, your relationship, all of don't forget that. I've seen a lot of what I call uh, f- people fall into the conspiracy bypass, right? They're overly focused on the rabbit hole information to distract from the pain from their own lives as in shadows, their own relationships, you know, their own misery. And I can relate to that because I've done this partly too in my life, right? So we need to be careful not to fall into that. So we need to combine it all. And uh, find your gifts. Like I love what you about you. You found your not not just your niche, but your vocation. What you're really good at. And I love the analogy of the warrior archetype. We need to bring it in. This is these are times of war, and the warrior archetype is not just this violent guy. Like you notice from martial arts, I see that UFC all the time because I enjoy watching that too. It's it's just fun for me. But how they get themselves, you know, psychologically upset to really trigger some the other opponent emotionally. Because yep. when you're emotional in, 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 in a fight, you already lost the fight, basically, right? Uh, and, and let your emotions overrun your, your, your foundation, so to speak, right? So well, and, a, and a better. good man, oh, sorry, the good, I was just going to say a good man is a dangerous man. You have to yes. be a dangerous man. 
You have to be, especially in this time. And especially when you have the predation of children on multiple levels, not just guys grabbing kids off the street and all that, but like in terms of their minds, look what's going on in the school systems. Look what's going on with the media. Look what's going on with, they have access to any kind of device. There is an entire sophisticated system out there trying to pull their mind into this woke cult and try to indoctrinate them when they're young and or into this Marxist cult or this collectivistic cult. There's just nothing but that out there. It's highly funded. It's very sophisticated. The average parent probably isn't even aware of how deep it goes. And so you have to be protective and dangerous to the lie. See, the truth is dangerous to the lie. The good man is not dangerous to other good men. The good man is dangerous to the evil man. And that's what they fear. And that's why they don't like you talking like that. And that's why they start trying to control you and set up, you know, surveillance and censorship because that's the work of these little betas, right? They don't know how to really actually deal with these types of people. They don't want William Wallace's running around everywhere. They don't want the seven samurai (laughs) or the 300 Spartans coming back to life to haunt their dreams. So they're going to try to disempower men. This is what they did. Uh, Destroy the minds of women and get them to weaponize sexuality and beauty. Um, and to leave the home and to leave the man and leave the partner of the male to move into this other new matrix of thinking and destroy the natural world that we always knew about the, the laws of nature and masculinity, femininity, you know, all these things. And that's the work of the forces of evil. And I'll use that word because I always said it to me. Evil is not this religious connotation. Evil is live spelled backwards. It's the antithesis to life. It's the inversion force at work. Yes. And uh, I think we, you and I have talked about this a lot. And I wanted to ask you this one thing and feel free to add anything else there. But you were mentioning earlier about the pushback to fundamentalism again. Okay. And mm-hmm. I don't want to attack anybody's religious beliefs. I think it's all personal and private, but I've just noticed this. And I'm just wondering if anybody else listening has, and if you have, I've had some friends in my life who are uh, you know, very smart people, very good people. They woke up during the last three years to what was going on. I was even a help, a help for that, giving them this information. And they've, they started on the path and, um, I, they weren't into any kind of religion before or any kind of new age, anything. Cause I've seen mm-hmm. both happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then over time, as they started to, to learn the truth of what was going on, I started to see that they were in deep fear about it. They couldn't resolve it. They couldn't get into a place of um, resolution on it. And because nothing happened to stop it, uh, they immediately started reaching out and joining some of these different churches and groups and guru cults and whatever else. And I, I just saw that and I watched it happen. I watched the frightened mind come forward and lead them away from an originally pure intention to just try to find out the truth. And I was always the one encouraging them. Hey, there's that lie. There's probably more. So keep spread, keep looking around, but then they need to find a tribe. They need to find a team. They need support. They can't go, go at it alone for very long. And so they immediately find the nearest crowd, which is usually some, you know, fundamentalist religious group. That's going to say, well, we've got all the answers. And, um, and, and you, I watched them go from pretty reasonable people to there was an instance where one of these friends of mine, they had this gathering with kids and they were sitting them around in a circle and having them read all these Bible verses and then having them repeat it and then giving them a treat for repeating it. 
right? So no. there's no critical thinking. There's no analysis. There's no Bible study Pavlovian, going on. Pavlovian response. Yeah, just, just Pavlovian response with these kids. And and another friend of mine who was pretty aware was kind of like, that was a little creepy. I brought my daughter just to get together with some other kids. And it just turned really culty. And so she said to this other person, this is kind of culty. Like, what's going on with this? This isn't yeah. like open-mindedness <clears throat> and all that. And the other person started saying, well, you're wrong. And your whole conception of life is wrong. And if you don't, and they started telling the children, if you don't join our church, you are yeah. going to hell when you die. Wow. These are six-year-old, seven-year-old kids. And I remember that happening to me. Wow. And I yeah. went, that's what kicked me into religious study for my entire life was that. Mm. Okay. And I went, so she right yeah. away pulled her kid out of there and said, I'm never going back. And the, the other friend who I was telling you about, who woke up and went into it, started like getting very like apocalyptic with her. And just like, if you, you, you need to save the soul of your children, you need to, you need to do this and it, yeah. otherwise they're going to burn in hell and all this. And I was like, Whoa. Mm. So that's to me, you're jumping out of one boiling pot into another yes. one, <clears throat> maybe with good intentions, <clears throat> but it's amazing what fear can do. And there's yeah. an old statement, man. The fundamentalist mind is the fretful mind. Yeah. And so I'm always like, if your motivation to go to religion and, and interpret God and your experience with God through a particular lens of religion, all the power to you. If that's your, your expression of that, great. But if your motivation to find God in any modality is based on fear of judgment, yeah. of hellfire, damnation, or even just fear of what's going on in the world, or even fear from the, the woke, radical, satanic left that's so repulsive, you're like, well, fine, I'll just jump back over here because it yeah. seems more pure. Yeah, and You're like you've gone from one cage to another. That's just my take. But what do you think about that? Well, I, I pretty much agree. You know, going from one cage to the other, you know, from one drug to the other drug, so to speak. Um, and, and thank you for actually pointing that out. It's a very important topic. Law and I have had an episode about this as well in our podcast. We've seen this in our lives as well. You know, some longtime friends, old friends, uh, you know, newer friends, uh, all of a sudden, you know, becoming quote-unquote, reborn Christians, identifying Christianity, all of a sudden citing the Bible, who were not religious at all before, or they came from the new, very new, quote-unquote, new age, and now they're full-on Christians, identified with it. And it very just, it's very, like, very dogmatic. You know, dogma meaning they just cite the Bible, they have just taken beliefs ideologically. Uh, it's not, from what I can, not based on any true inner experience, because if there would be true inner experience of the divine, you would not... Um, preach, you know, you were not trying to convert others, or that the only way out is to if you accept Jesus as your savior, and that's already a red flag for me because anybody who says it has actually not ever experienced true Christ consciousness, in maybe a fake experience, as Sri Yobinda would talk about, there are a lot of kind of pseudo spiritual experiences that people can mistake for the real experience, but it's all just like you said, it's based on fear. And why again, I go back. It's, it's again, you can understand it with basic psychology. It's a trauma response, especially what's been people going through over the past few years. And like you said, you show them information and it, it interrupts or disturbs the whole worldview. You know, cognitive dissonance, right? Like people usually, yeah. usually reject information. You know, that's why I've, I didn't understand it even. I remember back in 2001, I already tried <laughs> 20 years ago trying to expose 9 11 because it was clear, like, there was an inside job. Why, why, all the evidence is there, building three didn't, I mean, what's, it's obvious, but people reject, reject when they understood cognitive dissonance, meaning if they would accept 
that their own government, uh, you know, engage in this horrific crime of killing their own people in order to justify the war on terrorism, the whole worldview would collapse. They would have to question, hold on, what else did the government to us? And that's what we're seeing nowadays. So when they give, you know, go down the rabbit hole with this like kind of like, you know, very socially mainstream view of the world and then one belief or one foundation after the other, which people's identities are based on being dislodged, it creates, you know, a lot of stuff. Their own shit comes up too, you know, their yeah. own trauma, their own what they've suppressed with identifications, beliefs. And then the pain is so intense that they need to grab to some new believer ideology as a buffer. Right. Mm. And then hence you have people jumping on, on Christianity. And it's also from a Jungian, Carl Jungian perspective, it's also a sign of not being truly individuated. Because as long as you identify with any ideology or system or religion system, you know, you're not a true person. You're just doing, it's like a, you need somebody, you do it out of the safety to, to feel safe. So being again around like-minded people, if others have the like mind and project all this evil out there, you know, the issue I have a lot of this dogmatic Christian, they project, they literally externalize evil with the uh, Satan this, Satan that, right? As if evil is something separate from God, right? Almost like feeding the duality, right? When everything all is one, you know, and then you get to extremes, like we talked before that all of a sudden, you know, I, I had people, we had people join our course, like really getting into it. And then all of a sudden, again, social media, they, they saw one YouTube video, how the new age is, is, is satanic, new age, meaning all of a sudden yoga is new age, how yoga is, is satanic and, and astrology is satanic. And then all of a sudden she writes us, sorry, can you refund us the money? Uh, you know, I don't align with the beliefs. I became a Christian and your practices seem to uh, are satanic and blah, blah, blah. Like, changing your mind within a few days because of a video in, in YouTube, right? So it's, I think it's people's um, uh, trauma response to latch onto that, right? And I, I talk about any ideology. When I see people heavily identified as left, as right, as conservative, even identified as an anarchist, I'm anarch that's also an ideology. As long as yeah. you need this identification ideology, it shows me that you and your own inner progress, you have not fully individuated. And I want to differentiate the process of individuation from being an individual, as people uh, confuse those two. Being an individual is what a socially, uh, like a social individual has certain beliefs and this is who they think they are. But I specifically talk about the process of individuation based on Jungian psychology, which implies shadow integration, anima animas integration, which basically means to come in touch with your true self, true essence, which is beyond the personality with all these identifications right? The kingdom within, really. That's really what yeah. it is. Uh, and that's when you become a true person, but you're not identified. You don't need groups to feel safe. You don't need to identify with beliefs and ideas. You don't need to even uh, uh, cite the Bible or anything. You know, it's, it's for a lot of people, it's just, it's an intellectual thing. It's not a true experience. It's a trauma response. And like you said, I don't, whatever floats your boat, but I see the trap within as well. I've seen people taking extreme views now, people I've known, who came a little bit even from the medicine world, a bit, you know, whatever new agey stuff, and they became extreme hardcore Christians, you know, uh, um, demonizing now women, you know, uh, who had body counts or something like this, and they want their trad wife, wife you know what I mean? This whole manosphere that's kind of emerging. It, that There's actually, I have to say, unfortunately, there's toxic masculinity in this. So it's almost this projective identification the, the right is becoming that what the left projected onto them for so long. So for me, the woke left, or let's put it this way, the, the far, the rising Christian nationalists, 
you know, this dogmatic Christian rising is for me as toxic and part of the matrix as the woke left is two sides of the extreme coin. That's what I see happening. And, and I can they kind see of feed off each other a bit, right? Like, and then everybody's caught in the crossfire of that. Exactly. And then the way I see it, and I, maybe I, there's, you know, especially in the US, the, you, you can see from a higher perspective as well. You know, there is maybe an impulse towards spirituality. And this nation yeah. was based on Christianity, right? So there's maybe an impulse, like people seek something higher in life. You know, they they need a way out. We're in the Kali Yuga, complete darkness of materialism. That's even this whole, our world is based on, on Darwinism and materialism and allopathic medicine. So I think there's a natural impulse of seeking something higher, the divine, but it becomes then polluted or distorted or hijacked through their own trauma responses and then mm. easily turned into a dogma. So that's just my current view. You know, because I see a lot of people just latching on on it. Um, um, you know, especially there's this whole trend from New Age, what they call New Age. You know, everybody has their own definition of what New Age is, by the way, nowadays. And then dogmatic Christian. And again, it goes back to the black pill thing. Similar, it's based on splitting, black or white. Mm. Or oh, this is all good. This is all evil. Right. right. And or, or with the Bible, I've I grew up. As a Christian, by the way, in Germany, I had it in in, in school. I had to read the Bible. I read it twice: the, the children's edition of the Bible, and then the uh, the the adult edition. I get the real thing, and I was fascinated by it. I read it like an adventure story, um, but I didn't understand it. I see many people now also taking it way too literal. As you know, there's a lot of esoteric depth, a lot of interest in parables in the uh, in the Bible, what Christian, uh, what Jesus said, and people make uh, project their own meaning into it, or taking it completely yeah. literal. And I'm sorry, some people. And that's another topic might be tricky. Don't have the inside um, level of being, or even the intellect, to understand certain scriptures. I think it takes a certain mind. Nowadays, we see that uh, you know, unfortunately, the IQ is going down as well. So reading not always equals in understanding, by the way. I'm sure you have experienced that as well. And then people yeah. project their own meaning. You know, I got told that I'm following a false idol because I'm into Carl Jung's work. I mean, this is insane, right? So <clears throat> that's that's what we have to deal with. And I think it's 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 going to be very interesting. But I believe Michael Sarion uh, said something to the like a few years ago that he sees the danger of, of the rise of a true white supremacist right-wing uh, movement because of this polarization, right? Because of the left going for the right and out of the trauma response, we see this in, in Europe happening. I see a lot of truth as falling into this. We need to save the white race, you know, my white heritage. And yes, I understand I'm from Europe. I hardly recognize Germany. There's forced immigrations. There's forced multiculturalism. It's a big issue. But the trap is also getting into this whole white nationalism now, right? Where you just, you know, then touchy territory, then all of a sudden Hitler is a good guy again. And I think that's oh, yeah. actually a matrix program in itself, right? Yeah. Well, it's extreme um, views across the board, right? Like, I think that's the yeah. key here is extreme views always have truth in them, right? Yeah. Like all the greatest lies that deceive us have truth in them. That's why they deceive us. Because as you said, we have a natural instinct towards spirituality, connecting to God, connecting to nature, connecting to ourselves, and to each other. And, um, you know, I try to tell people, look, you know, I've studied these religions passionately my whole life. I, I thoroughly enjoy studying comparative religions. It's one of my favorite subjects. I don't even talk about it as much. And I've recently done a series called the Bible decoded mm. children of light and some of these other things, taking a different view of 
uh, what the Bible was really saying, not to throw it out. See, that's the other extreme with the atheist yeah. groups and the scientific yeah. groups are going to go, oh, it's all just a bunch of bullshit. And I'm like, well, no, yeah. there's profound historic, there's profound truths that are there, but you have to have the keys of decipherment to know what's there. And you have to also then compare and contrast to many, many different uh, traditions and systems and things like that. I just think it's much, um, you get a bigger perspective of it when you compare it. And so when people ask me, you know, oh, are you a Christian? I'm not against anybody, but I'm culturally, I would say, yeah, maybe culturally, there's something to be said about culturally preserving Christianity because it's a part of Western civilization and there's many beautiful things to it um, and great principles. But, and then there's an esoteric side to it, which we were just mentioning about how you can take these translations of these texts and you can kind of put your own mind into it and make it your own. That's what poetry does, right? That's what um, yeah. these types of works do. But when you take only the narrative given to you by a bunch of deluded priests that were the, yeah. don't forget, Bible study has only been around for about 150 years or more, like max. Before that, it was all illiterate people that were <laughs> literally eating off the spoon of these priests that were the ones to say, yeah. we are the ones that are going to tell you what the Bible says and what it means. And this has been done everywhere. It's been done. Yeah. I did a critique on the dark side of Tibetan Buddhism, exposing yeah. uh, that cult and that whole, yeah, that's, the, yeah. that's, that's yeah. the new age thing, the dark new age, right? Exactly. But then you go, but are we going to throw all of the principles of Buddhism out? That would be ridiculous. Like there's so many yeah. beautiful things that's there. Even Islam, as much as yeah. we see the very dark, archaic, um, fundamentalist version of Islam is spoken about. It's a danger, of course. But then yeah. there's the Sufism. Then there's the beautiful things that are behind it that you can, the right mind can look at it and go, wow, there, there's something there. And then you go all around the world and you realize that I've always said it, you know, it's the idea that it got shattered. This one knowledge of all of these precepts got shattered into a bunch of pieces. And then people started picking up these pieces and thinking, I've got the whole thing sussed. But the problem is, is it created division of humanity to a level yeah. that created war, torture and evil on this planet more than anything else yeah, in my the, opinion. The town, the town of Babu, you know? That's <laughs> right. And you go, okay. So, And then you find out within these religious sects. So when we start saying Christianity, oh, the Jews are running the world or the Islam is this and that. I'm like, okay, which sect specifically? Yeah. Which one? Because you know there's thousands of sects within each one yeah. of these different religions. So which, and they all compete with each other. You got Greek Orthodox and the Catholics and the Protestants and the Jehovah's Witnesses yeah. and the Mormons and the this and the that. What's it all got in common? Humans seeking God, seeking truth, seeking community. I love yeah. that. That's great. But the pitfall is that what if, just as your political institutions have become corrupted, just as your medical system has become corrupted and your financial yeah. system and your media do you think the religious institutions of this world didn't get caught up first? They've got the most experience of how to yeah. keep everybody in consensus trance more than anybody else. And what do they do? They weaponize truth. They weaponize virtue. There's lots of truth that's to be found there. But when you get into, I'm going to it out of fear, yeah. fear of survival in this life, fear of survival in the afterlife, whatever it is, that's yeah. not authentic. Authentic yeah. seeking, in my opinion, is if you went to it purely out of a true organic desire to truly commune with the divine and to yeah. access the divine yourself, which the Christ told you himself, word for word, was neither here nor there. It was within you. He yes. said, everything I can do, you can do in greater. And never do I speak but in parable. What's a parable? 
It's a metaphor. It's a beautiful thing that ancient peoples wrote about to try to get your mind involved in the process. But when you take it only in this English translated version, that's totally watered down and missing a lot of parts that gets you into this, Oh my God, I've got to do this and do all these rituals to save my soul in the afterlife. And I'm going to teach my children to be afraid of everything that isn't that. Well, what are you doing? You're creating the same cult-like mentality that the scientism is, that the woke radical left is. It's not truly the original intention, I think, of the authors of those books. So I've been trying to help explain at least a different perspective on it. And uh, people can get as offended as they like. It is what it is. But I just think, just be authentic. No matter what you think, be authentic with it. That's really the key. And, and make sure you're not out there judging and condemning other people that don't think like you, whether it's yeah. these subjects, the black pills or whatever, whether it's religion, whether it's politics, um, the truth is going to trump it all anyways. And so we're supposed to be constantly orientating ourselves towards wanting to discover the truth, yeah. not trying to make the truth fit what we expect it to be. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And I think also with religion, all these different religions in where we are within humanity, there. Ashri Obindo said, I'm, "I'm kind of big into his work of integral yoga." Ooh, very, very satanic, <laughs> integral yoga. <laughs> uh, but he has like his uh, philosophy teaching is really fascinating because he's not your typical Indian. He has kind of like really uh, unifying um, uh, teaching or revelation, so to speak. But he made a good point that all the te- all the ancient religious teachings we have, they all represent one aspect of the divine, but not the whole, mm. right? So everything has one aspect. And within them, like you said, the distortions, that's the ignorance because the human mind, right? Or other forces, I think that goes even, if we can also go a bit fringe, I think the hyperdimensional matrix, who knows what, how they yeah. influence the priests and the writers in order to make religions into a social engineering program. I think the whole, that's a whole other topics. The matrix poverty program is also uh, based on the religious program, like, oh, you need, uh, the, the spiritual dis- or religious distortions in order to go to heaven, you need to be poor. You're only spiritual when you're poor and don't own anything and and and, and all of these Weaponized kind of things. altruism. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well while well, the Vatican is like is like uh, swimming in gold, right? So and swimming in pedophiles and criminal yes. racketeering. <laughs> and if we pull back the curtain on a lot of these institutions, it ain't pretty. Yeah, that's right? fascinating. I think people go so deep into like Christian and Catholicism all of a sudden, like, hold on, did we forget about the priests and <laughs> the little boys and altar boys and pedophilia? Um, you know, you said about, yeah, it's a, it's a fear reaction, but I would also say, unfortunately for most people, it's unconscious fear. All right. Mm. That's why they latch onto it. They don't know that they're afraid. It's just a, the cognitive dissonance reaction right away to latch onto it. Not, not to, if they would actually go to a point where they allowed themselves to feel the fear, right? That's, that's, I think, uh, also the aspect of the warrior when you go to Casaneda's teachings, you know, a warrior is not fearless, but he acts with courage despite the fear. So it's also right. embracing your fear. I think there's a whole notion of you know, where I'm, I'm, I have no fear. I have my own fears, sometimes, but you need to embrace them without acting on them mechanically out of fear. Does it make sense? Kind of like, yeah. you know, just to kind of like be aware of it. It's 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 a very big motivational factor, fear. You know, so we don't want to deny it because they also induce fear. That's the whole the modus operandi. But we can utilize fear to counteract it. You know, as motivation with our creativity. Uh, and with more self-awareness, we don't just latch on, you know, on, on other ideologies. That's, that's my take. I love it. And that's the idea, of, again, from the warrior tradition is, uh, you know, you have to become comfortable with fear. Fear is like a flame. 
It's your friend. Mm. You make freer your friend. You make your enemy your ally. You recruit your enemy in a way. And yeah. the because we look at fear as an enemy, right? Because it can be very destructive, but it's also a messenger. And so you, yeah. what you're trying to do is if you master your fear, you can't see the problem is what happens is people start to repress things, right? Yeah. That they don't like it, Repression becomes a big problem. And we know psychologically that can be a nuclear bomb ready to go off at any time later down the road. Whereas you don't repress your fear and try to ignore it and run away from it and put a bandaid over it. You directly confront it and then master it and tame it. Like you're taming a wild horse. You yes. master your fear. And when you become a master of it, you learn to feel its frequency. You learn to feel its impulse. You you learn to actually uh, use it as a tool in your toolkit instead of letting it master you. <clears throat> it's like the ego. Everybody talks about the ego. We got to dissolve the ego. And <laughs> like, no, 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 no. You don't dissolve the ego. You train the ego. You put yes. the ego in its place, right? <clears throat> Cause it's a part of your psychological apparatus. We can get into maybe it was trauma that did it from the past. Who knows? But it's part of you. So it's part of how you interface with reality. And so you don't dissolve the ego. You uh, put it in its place in the proper order and allow the true imperial, the true imperial self, um, which in many ancient languages, there was no difference between that term, the inner self and God, the divine. Yes. And then, yeah. And I'm not talking about selfishness and all that shit that people always conjure up. We're not talking. We're talking about yeah. what the Christians say, the still small voice within, the Holy Spirit of God. Yes. That's the higher imperial self I'm talking about. When you're using that as the master of events, the master of ceremonies, the little ego needs that you have, the little fears that crop up, they're all secondary and submissive to that higher voice within you rather than the other way around. And to me, a lot of these paradigms, whether we're talking black pilled stuff or crazy cults or whatever, all that is, is they've reordered the structure. And when you yeah. do that, when you put the wrong general in charge within, you will always externalize your power and you will always seek the warmth of the crowd. It's just yes. the way it goes. Yeah. And yeah. that when I see that blueprint, I immediately know alarm bells here. Okay. Yeah. And again, best intentions set aside. We all have the best intentions, but these are just things that I think it's important to talk about because when you start to notice that pattern in different modalities, man, I think that's the true awakening moment where you realize, okay, now I realize where we can so easily get led astray, why we can get blinded by our virtues. Because let's be yeah. honest, the people at the top of the power pyramid, they know everything we're talking about, Bernhard, and you know that, right? Yeah. And so they know how to weaponize this. They know yes. how to weaponize your virtue. What did they do with COVID? Just think about that. Everybody wanted to do what was right, and they ended up doing what was wrong. And look where we are. And it's the same in all the rise of these totalitarian regimes. It was the same in Jim Jones's cult. It was the same in all these things, that it's yeah. good people with good intentions trying to do good, trying to find God, trying to find truth. Um, and look what happens. It just, yeah. And they have weaponized our compassion, down. you know? Yeah. Cause it's really... fake. That's why it's not yeah. authentic. The reason it blows up no. is because it's fake. It's fake yeah. intentions. It's fake because you're led by fear. You're not led yes. by the force of God within you. You're not led mm, by the yes. truth. You're not led yes. by courage, right? That's God love. Yeah. That's God open-mindedness that's god the calling for you to even question these things that's the voice of god not the yeah. you know whip everybody that isn't you that's not the <laughs> voice of god you know yes. what i mean 
on that reminds me of the topic of fear um like make friend fear embrace fear but also confront the fear you know i mean mm. it sounds very cliche as well but i look at my life everything i've accomplished in my life the successes i'd had whatever on a, on a personal level spiritual level whatever it may be professional level uh but based on facing my fear even i got into this work like i remember i had uh, a lot of fear, even writing, putting myself out there, like very mm. speaking about myself, very insecure, let alone giving interviews, speaking in front of crowds. I had extreme uh, uh, stage fright and all of that. Like, you know, so it was just, I had to like face my fear. Many other things, you know, I'm more, I'm very comfortable with my inner work, psychological, spiritual topics, conspiracy topics, but I had to face my fear of how to run my business with my wife and learn about number and these little things like everyday life, you know? Mm. So and we all have our lessons to learn. And I noticed like I could easily, you know, that's the way Matrix keeps uh, people entrapped is comfort too, as you know, especially now oh, with yeah. the rise of transhumanism. As Kavit Gibran said, I'm butchering his name, but comfort is the murder of the soul, right? All oh, of that, yeah. like, you know, yeah. have your, you know, uh, universal income, just the money comes in, you know, that's the base of socialism. Just I want to be supported by the government, you know, make life easier and all of that. Um, but, you know, going back to what we talked about before, really searching for truth and finding out the truth about the world in yourself and really counteracting the matrix agenda, what you mentioned with the parents and the schooling and all of that, you know, um, and the inner work, it requires a high level of self-responsibility. And that's not many people are willing to go there. I think at some point when you're really sincere on the path, you realize you have to take responsibility for everything, you know, and cannot blame it's so much easier to blame and play the victim on either side of, of the aisle, le left or right. You know, at some point, you got to look in the mirror. You know, that's what I noticed. If all the rabbit hole holding I've been doing over the past 20 years, at, at some point, I faced the mirror. I needed to face myself, you know? Mm. And that's when the real work starts, so to speak, uh, for me anyway, right? From an esoteric perspective, just information alone uncovering is just, I cannot even have... Uh, called taking the red pill, you know, it's just mm. more the inner work connecting to the divine and that inner guidance and that puts you on the path. But it requires to face fears, which from this uh, spiritual perspective are just test their soul lessons. You know, so many people are oh, not feel like doing this. They, they they try to go over the path of least resistance, which is also a, tr a, tr a trap. We need to engage the will, the warrior will as well, to push through sometimes and do the things that are comfortable. I sometimes I need my will to get up and do my practice and not just do it whenever I feel like doing it. I'm sure you know this from your practice oh, yeah. as well, right? It's not like, yeah. um, you got to engage the will. And I think that's very important in this work as well. And, you know, take it easy too, like not taking it easy, but I'm saying you got to then kind of tune in with yourself so you don't uh, force things either. But it's, it's a, a balance. balance. Yeah, it's for balance, sure. You know, but I think what I would give to all the listeners who listen to this or going to listen to this, you know, what are you afraid of? And really go into that and face that in everyday life because that keeps you actually from fulfilling your potential, from what you're really you're doing it as a unique individual, as a unique vessel for divine will that's expressed uniquely through you. Because again, we have all this one thing you can do better than anybody else because you're aligned with your true essence, true self, but you need to remove everything that's in the way and there are a lot of fears and worries as well in the way. That you know, and, and that's where the matrix tags into. They feed you fears. Oh, this. Oh, take this pill. You know, so you don't feel anything anymore. Make you feel better. Or let us, mommy, daddy, government take care of you. Don't worry. You don't have to worry about anything anymore. Right? 
So again, you know, I think the parent thing is a great example. So many people are now confronted with public schooling. And I say, stop trying to uh, save public schooling. Take care of the education of your own children, right? Mm -hmm. That's the way to go. It was never natural to better. Give yeah, it was never natural to give away your children eight hours a day to the state, <laughs> you know, to do, you know, but it requires work and also a lot of self-responsibility to do that, right? Yeah. So, oh yeah, that's, so true. And maybe think of that great Joseph Campbell quote when you're talking about fear there, where he's like, the yeah. cave you fear to enter is the treasure you seek, holds the treasure Precisely. you seek. Precisely. So that's the old adage that, you know, run in headlong to your fears, you know, not, not obviously crazy stuff. I just mean like in terms of your psychological fears, your fears yeah. are there to be messengers. They're there to teach you something. But if you keep yeah. hiding from them, they're going to overwhelm your mind exactly. and you are going to be walking around as a nihilistic, manic, depressive, paranoic, which is what yeah. I see as exact script textbook tendencies in a lot of these uh, black pilled types, these doomers, exactly. right? That's and um, this is why I've declared a holy war against them. And I do content, not against, but just to sort of show the truth, but pull the mask off and go, a lot of them talk tough. A lot of them have this thing, but in the end you break it down and you go, you are, you're hurting within man. Yeah. And I see it and it's okay. And it's okay to come out and have some, uh, take some productivity in your life, take some steps, get up, I, I love what you're talking about activating the will. The will yeah. is the messenger of God. It yeah. is the whole, that will that you've been given to survive trials, to, to fight back when you're being attacked, to, uh, to create something new, to get up every day and go even when you don't feel like it because you know there's a bigger goal to have delayed gratification rather than just bathing in instant gratification all the time that just weakens you. Um, yeah. this is, these are the tenets of true masculinity that have been lost in both yes. men and women in our culture and by design, right. because they don't want you to find the will to fight back against what they want to bring in for you, which is tyranny. Yeah. Uh, Bernhard, we've talked about so many great subjects. Um, we could keep going on and on. Just please let us know where everybody can find your work, any exciting projects you got coming up. And then you and I definitely have to do uh, more of this down the road. Absolutely. Thanks so much, David. Yeah, people can find my work. My website is veilofreality.com. V-E-I-L of reality.com. Lots of content, lots of articles I have there. Some videos I made, uh, panel discussions, and also the podcast I host with my wife, Laura, the Cosmic Matrix podcast you find on there as well. Also on iTunes, Spotify, all of that. Projects, we're currently, my, uh, Laura and I, we're involved in really ho um, hosting our 14-week group coaching program, Time of Transition Embodied Soul Awakening, which is really about the work combining in and out of work and psycho-spiritual work based on the fourfold approach on holistic self-work physically, psychologically, intellectually, and, and spiritually, and bringing this all together over 14 weeks. And it's going really well. We are, It's a limited space always. Uh, the round starting in August is already filled up. So we have the next one starting in the new year, and uh, people can sign up to the waiting list. We have done this already 12 times so far over the years. And that's what we focus on. And uh, people can find out more about that at the website, thattimeoftransition.com. So there's more on that. And um, yeah, so I'm also in the process of creating, you know, I'm always like you, like there's always more inspiration, creative projects. I'm having more ideas of some vi uh, videos I'm going to do myself as well, wherever it may lead us, brother. You know what I mean? That the way I see exactly. these are great, exciting times, I see that you have to see the opportunity in it, right? 
and I can see also I, I have compassion. I can be overwhelming. I, I complain. I get into arguments, fights, and like oh, this sucks, that sucks. My inner child like gets a tantrum. But sometimes you got to lift yourself up and like no, it's there's all these are lessons, there's opportunities, and I think there's something to be said. You know the the delayed gratification because people are getting like talking about this real quick get hooked on dopamine like social media novelty scrolling you know what i mean to really create something and and make something and, and produce something it's really like um or or overcoming hardship and obstacles and challenges right really lifts up your spirit right it's highly motivating you know that's i think you see the strength of the human spirit and it starts with each one of us so that's that's what we need to i mean again I'm going to be cheesy, but as the Hopi Indian said, we are the ones we've been waiting for. So there you go. Oh, I love it. Well done. <laughs> and good to you. Keep doing that great work. Guys, go check out Bernhard's work. Uh, so much there for you to, to consider and think about. And um, if you found some value in this show, please share it out far and wide and get out there and be the change. Create new paradigms for yourself. Don't live in fear. Flush those black pills and rage, rage against the dying of the light, my friends. You have more power within you than you know. We'll do more here on Truthware coming up soon. Um, I've got a few projects that have been a bit delayed because of my new very, very busy schedule, but they are coming out. I got more Truth Warrior premiums coming out, Occult Conspiracy and much more. Uh, chapter 10, still in the works. Not sure when it's going to be released. I know people have been asking. Please be patient. I got a lot on my shoulders right now and I don't want to rush a good thing. I'd rather have a quality product for you and uh, I try to raise the bar every time. So please keep supporting these alternative platforms and we will catch you again real soon here on Truth Warrior. Cheers, everybody.